Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Kedushin Ayin Ches, Kedushin 78b, pagination is 156, middle of the page, the beginning of a line, Masnisin, the new Mishnah. Haomer Benizem Mamzer, a person says about a child that we thought was his son, that it's really not his son, that his wife lived with another man, and produced this child, and this child is illegitimate. Eino Ne'eman, according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, he is not believed. Va'afilu modim, even if both of them agree, meaning the mother and the father are in agreement, al ha'ubar and even if it's on a fetus, that's still in her womb, so that the child does not yet have a cheskas kashrus, an assumption associated with him that he's a kosher person. They're saying mamzerhu. He's a mamzer. The conception was from a different man. Enam ne'emanim, the first opinion of the Mishnah says, that they are not believed. However, the way we paskin, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ne'emanim, they are believed. Now, let's appreciate what's going on over here. The Gemara says, What does it mean, even both of them? There's a tremendous Chiddush over here. Not just him, that we're not quite sure if he could really know this information. Ela filu ihi, even her, de kimla, that she sure knows whether she lived with somebody else. Lomehemna, according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, is not believed. Velomi boi, and even a step further, hecha de isle chazaka de kashrus de lomehemni, they're not believed when the child is already born and has a chazaka of kashrus. We thought everything was fine. Even by a fetus, the lesle chazaka de kashrus, and you would think maybe they should be believed. They are not believed. This is all the first opinion of the Mishnah. As I mentioned, we do not paskin like that first opinion, but rather, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ne'emanim, there is belief associated over here. Now, if we look at the Gemara, we'll see, Tanya, Yakir, Yakirenu. The reason for belief over here, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is that the Pasuk says that the father is the one who identifies his children and says which one is the firstborn. Likewise, Rabbi Yehuda holds, the father is the one who has the power to say whether his children are indeed from him, not just whether they're the firstborn, whether they're born from him at all. And Rabbi Yehuda therefore assigns that authority to the father. If you look at Rashi, in his commentary at the end of the Mishnah, Rashi's text, his wording, is Rabbi Yehuda Omer Ne'eman in the singular. He is believed. 
it's referring to the father, because the mother does not was not assigned this ability to state the lineage of the child. We'll see there are things she could say, but in a forceful way, to be the definitive player, only the father was assigned that ability based on a pasuk, and that's how Rabbi Yehuda understands it. The question is, Rashi is putting it in the singular. If you look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah, meaning the more common text of the Mishnah, was Ne'emonim in the plural. Does Ne'emonim in the plural mean father and mother have the authority? And Rashi is arguing and saying only the father, but we know the entire logic only gives the father the power to do that. So really the Mishnah that's putting it in the plural is questionable. The Teisvis Yomtev explains that the word Ne'emonim in our Mishnah is not a contradiction or a different opinion than the one that Rashi is bringing to the fore. It's really the same thing. We only have a source that the father is believed on such things. However, there were two cases in the Mishnah. One case in the Mishnah was when the father is talking about his son already born. And the next case in the Mishnah was when the father and the mother, whatever, but the father is talking about the fetus. So you have the son case and the fetus case, and that's why ne'emonim in the plural is being used. It's talking about both cases of the father saying a statement about a child. So again, we're viewing this as no contradiction. It's the singular if you want to go father as opposed to mother, but there are two cases of father. One is the child, the other is the fetus, and Rabbi Yudha says he is believed in those cases. In Shulchan Aruch, Simon Dalid, Se'if Chavtes, we find indeed, Eishis is she'omeres al uber she'eno If a married woman says that this fetus is not from my husband. Keep in mind, even on a fetus, meaning, even though the child does not yet have a chazaka of kashrus, she's not believed, because this assignment of belief is based on a posuk, and that posuk only exists by the father. It doesn't exist by the mother. The mother does not have the power to go ahead and say that. Avol continues the Mechaber, but if a father would say this fetus is not from him, or even on one of his children already born, it's not my son. He is believed to cause this lineage stigma on the child, and the child would be declared a definitive mamzer. Now, there are other considerations. Two considerations are mentioned right away by the Mechaber. One of them is, V'im yesh banim leben eno ne'amon, afalaben. If that child already has a child, then he's not believed 
on the child because this belief that's assigned to him is only on his child, not on his grandchild. And therefore, if by saying something about the child, there will be an immediate ramification to another person about whom he is not believed, then the belief isn't going to take hold and he's not going to be believed even on his son. Another consideration, v'imhi omeres, and if she says, the husband is claiming it's a mamzer, it's not my kid. He claims that he was away for too many months, whatever his claim is. But she turns around and says, Mikusio me'eved nisabarti. It's from a non-Jew. Realize that a non-Jew living with her is a biological way to produce a child, but it is not going to produce a mamzer stigma. Havalad kosher. And if she uses that rebuttal, then the child will be kosher. Because the husband is not able to contradict her. He can't say who she lived with. He can only say, it wasn't me. He could say, I was away for two years, and it's not from me. But if she responds how she became pregnant in a way that would not produce a mamzer, because that relationship that she had, even though she's a married lady, but this relationship doesn't produce mamzer, so then that would be an effective response to save the child's status. Now, just to do the brain teaser, it doesn't normally happen, and when it happens, Besden can usually see right through the fraud, but if you had Hashem protect us, a terrible fallout in a marriage, and the husband wanted to be really nasty and disgusting and make a claim that a child that the mother got custody of is not his child, and he starts making up a story that will make a stigma on the lineage, it's interesting that if the mother of the child knows that the husband, former husband, is lying and just being nasty and disgusting, she has an interesting response that she could make. She could say, if you claim it's not your kid, well, um, the kid is from a non-Jew then. And that would save the lineage of the child. And this is a world of interesting give and take in the very unusual cases that these things happen, but it's something quite intriguing in a certain way to figure out ways to keep people who try to abuse the system under control and realize what kind of rebuttals might potentially be made if necessary. Yeshe thank you for joining.